You're listening to The John Cordray Show number 12. Today I'm talking about five organization tips to help avoid the shiny object syndrome. This is The John Cordray Show, the infusion of mental health and healthy living. Welcome to the green zone of inspiration, encouragement, and enlightenment. Discover how you can feel better so you can start living better. And now, your host, your friendly neighborhood therapist, a national certified counselor, a leading voice of emotionally healthy living, and the mental health dude, John Cordray. Well, hello, and welcome to the John Cordray Show. My name is John Cordray, the host of the show, and I am really excited to talk to you today about five organization tips to help avoid the shiny object syndrome. You know who you are. For those of you who get distracted and can't focus or pay attention, you can't follow through. Yeah, you guys and girls who have ADHD, that's you. And uh, actually, this topic is actually from a listener of mine. Uh, his name is Bill. And Bill, if you are listening, thank you for this topic. I think it was one that will benefit many people. And uh, I'm, I'm really happy to talk about this. And it's something I think... Um, more people would uh, admit or not, uh, but this is something that um, is very important for many, many people. And I have to say, I had to work on this myself. And here's the thing, uh, good intentions, no matter how good they are, don't always produce good follow through for someone with ADHD. Now, I don't struggle with ADHD as far as I know. Uh, but as a therapist, I have helped many people with ADHD and they come to my office or uh, they come for ADHD testing and whatnot, and they all have good intentions. You know, I hear from them that they start out, I'm going to do this. I have this task and I'm going to do it. And then a few days later, it just falls by the wayside and it doesn't happen. It doesn't come to, to completion. In fact, you can have the best of intentions. You can really mean it in the moment. But if you don't back it up with follow through, nothing gets done except for you being frustrated and for the other people who are relying on you and depending on you to get that done are frustrated as well. So staying on task can be as easy as climbing Mount Everest for some people. Uh, but being distracted by shiny shiny objects uh, is as easy as chewing gum, right? So staying on task can be very difficult, but being distracted can be too easy at times. And uh, you know when I uh, when I talk to someone with ADHD, you know, or 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 uh, those who come to see me and they want to know how can I be organized, what can I do to be more organized. And that's what today's episode is all about. And, and so if you struggle with ADHD or if you struggle with learning how to stay organized, whether it's at work or at school, keep listening and hopefully you'll, you'll learn something to help you with that. So what can someone with ADHD do if they can't stay on task or organized? What can they do? Well, obviously doing nothing is not going to help. So here are some things that I hope will help you. Uh, so things like deadlines and organization can be really the mortal enemies of the ADHD brain, uh, ADHD brain. But all is not lost. 
if you have a hard time staying on task or meeting deadlines or staying organized, it's frustrating, but all is not lost. You can work on it. So with daily practice and a strong internal motivation, anyone can learn what it takes to stay on top of their game, even someone with ADHD. Now, there, I know that there are a lot of people who are uh, in solo practice or they're entrepreneurs, they're in business for themselves, and they also have ADHD, and so that can really be a, a problematic um, because you have to, you're your own boss, so you have to stay organized. Uh, so uh, we hear, hear the term a lot, ADHD, and I really want to start uh, this episode, just talking about a little bit about that. What what does the acronym ADHD mean? And really, I think ADHD gets thrown around a lot. Uh, I think that when when a child is active, and maybe they can't sit still, we'll automatically label them with ADHD, and that's not necessarily the case. Um, so I think we throw around that label, ADHD label, around a lot. <clears throat> And we don't really know exactly what that means. So uh, ADHD simply is an abbreviation of attention deficit hyperactive disorder. So it used to be years ago, there used to be two distinctions. Either you had ADD without the H or you had ADHD with the H. Uh, But uh, now it's combined So a lot of people say ADD to refer to inattentive, they can't pay attention, and they refer to ADHD as the hyperactive, and really they're both right, they're both correct, but the the actual clinical definition is ADHD. Now, it's broken down to three subtypes, so... Uh, there's ADHD with a predominant inattentive subtype, and, and that's something that we would probably would say ADD. Uh, but ADHD with a predominant inattentive type. There's ADHD predominant hyperactive impulsive subtype. And then there's a com- combination, which is ADHD with a combined subtype. So that's just simply uh, somebody who struggles with inattention, inattention and also hyperactive impulsive um, symptoms. Uh, so that's ADHD. And so what do I mean by the shiny object syndrome? Uh, well, it's really anything that can distract us. You know, we might start something, we have a task and then we go, Oh, oh, this looks neat. And we go to that. And then, and then a little bit later, Oh, I'm gonna do this. And then that, and nothing gets done. You might read an article and start on it because it has a catchy headline and you don't finish the article and you go somewhere else and you never finish it. Uh, That's the shiny object syndrome. And when I think of a shiny object uh, syndrome, I think it brings back memories of when uh, I was in middle school, high school, and I used to go trapping. I grew up in the country. I love to trap. And uh, one of the things I trapped for were raccoons and raccoons are very, very curious. I don't know if you've noticed or not, if you've been camping or maybe in your neighborhood, raccoons will get into everything because they're so curious. And, uh, I, I happen to think that raccoons are probably the most curious animal in the wild. 
they, they get distracted very easily. They get, uh, you can get their attention very easily. And, uh, when I was a kid, I used to trap raccoons and, and, um, you know, I, I, uh, I know some of you might be opposed to that, but that's okay. Uh, I have a deep respect to, to wildlife and I always will. Uh, I believe in conservation, but anyway, I, I was, uh, trapping raccoons. And one of the best tricks that I learned for trapping a raccoon is to use a shiny object, uh, like maybe aluminum foil or something that was shiny and raccoons just simply cannot resist the shiny object. They'll immediately touch it. They'll play with it. They'll eat it. They'll whatever else raccoons do with things. They'll, they'll be with it. You know, they'll, they'll be distracted no matter what they're doing. If they see that shiny object, they're going to go for it. Not even thinking about anything else except for that shiny object. And, and so my point is raccoons can be easily distracted and lose all senses when it ends up uh, and they'll end up in a trap, right? So if you're not aware uh, that the thing that you're preoccupied with or distracted with, you're not really aware of the things around you. And that can really end up put you in, end up in, in something that you don't want to be in. Uh, especially if you're at work and, and it's your boss and you don't follow through on a task and because you, you're distracted on some other shiny object in your life at that moment, uh, that could be a pretty serious deal. Uh, if you're at work uh, or at home working, it could be even worse. You know, a lot of people are at home now working and that could really be hard for someone who uh, has ADHD-like symptoms, and they get easily distracted. Uh, so I want to help you learn to not be distracted by the shiny objects. Shiny objects are are fun, and they especially when it's um, you know something that you're interested in. But do it later. Put it on the back burner. But you have to stay focused on the here and now. So. The five ADHD organization tips to help you avoid the shiny object syndrome is coming up. So, number one, the first organization tip is to write down your daily agenda. Write it down. Don't just think when you wake up, oh, I'll remember. But make a list and give yourself a time of completion of each things or each items on your list. So I want you, when you wake up in the morning, have a list or have uh, some a tablet of paper, uh, write down your list. You'll need to write a new plan for each day. So once you have completed the first task, mark it off, scratch it out, and then go to the next one on your list. But keep your list with you all the time. So put it in your pocket, take it with you at work or, or at school or wherever, but always keep it with you. Look at it throughout the day. And if you don't complete your list, if there are items that are not done, uh, make sure you put it on the next day's list, but put it as the, the one of the first things to do that day. So you may not get everything done, but make sure you have a list that you uh, that keeps you on task. Um, if you have to write down on a piece of paper and just put it in your pocket, that's fine too, but just don't forget that it's there. Uh, make sure you, you take time each day 
Uh, you might even want to do it the night before for the next day or get up early and just plan out your day. If you're going to work, write down everything you need to do. Be as detailed as you need to need to be, but make sure you look at it. Um, and I think that will help a lot. Uh, so number two, uh, the ADHD organization tip number two is develop an inner coach. Develop an inner coach. And, and this is what I mean by that. Uh, people with ADHD often struggle with what I call an inner critic. That inner critic is that nagging voice in your head that keeps telling you all of the reasons why you're a loser, you're going to fail, no one likes you. So it's a very critical and uh, it's just, a, it's a, um, that, that person that you kind of have that little mental person in your mind that is always nagging, always pointing out the, the bad stuff, uh, the bad things in your life, but it's critical, absolutely critical to resist that inner critic and develop what I call an inner coach instead. So if you're the type of person that really gets down on yourself Maybe you call yourself names like you're a loser, you're a failure, no one likes you, look at what you did, look at how you, where you're at in life. That's the, the inner critic. But I want you to really work on developing a coach instead. So if you ever had a coach in high school or in college, a coach is someone who's going to challenge you, it's going to be a very positive influence in your life. So you want to develop that inner coach so you can start believing the positivity in yourself. You got to believe in yourself. And, and so I want you to start telling yourself that you're not a loser, you're not a failure, and that you actually can stay on task. And I think this is this tip, the inner critic and, and need the need for an inner coach is huge. I see this all the time in my office uh, when people come to see me. They talk about how much of a failure that they feel like they are. They're just not quite good enough or they compare themselves to other people around them and they say, well, that person doesn't struggle with what I do, so therefore they're better than I am and I'm a loser. And, and I, I want to really tell you, just really, really believe this. You're not a loser. You have an inner critic. Try to get rid of that critic and replace it with a coach. And I'm telling you, if you can start thinking more positively, it will change your outlook on everything, not just staying organized. So develop that inner coach. Number three, organization tip number three, is to read books about organization. So read books about organization. There's tons of them out there. So this does two things. Reading engages your brain. And then it also challenges you to think and to think critically. So reading about organization will provide you with ideas on what you can do, either to be or to stay organized. And it will give you some ideas on maybe tweaking things. Maybe you read something and you think, oh, that sounds really good. I'll, I'll, I can apply that in this part of my life. Make sure you highlight it, write it down. And then implement the organizational ideas that you'll learn from the books and the things that you read and collect them, write them down and make it a, oh, just a journal of tips and resources. 
And so reading books about organization, though it might not be the most interesting and entertaining thing on your to-do list, uh, but if you can engage your brain, engage your mind, even if you struggle with reading and comprehension, you don't have to read it fast, but read it thoroughly. So if you have to read one paragraph or one chapter at a time, sit it down, that's perfectly fine. But read until you learn at least one new technique, one new idea to help you with your organization. So read the books, lots of books if you can, about organization. Number four, uh, organization number tip, tip number four, surround yourself with task-oriented people. Surround yourself with task-oriented people. So this tip can be very challenging at first because you might be thinking, well, I can't think of anyone. Who do I know who is task-oriented? But I want to encourage you to, to spend maybe about a half an hour to an hour and just sit down in a distraction-free room with a pad of paper and start making a list of everyone you know who seems to be organized. And then once you have that list, ask them what they do to stay organized. So let's say you have five people uh, that that you believe is are pretty organized. Maybe they're at work or they're friends or they're at church or wherever. And you, they seem to be really at the top of their game. All you have to do is maybe call them or email them just ask them, hey, I am uh, really trying to do some research on organization, and I, it appears that you have some organizational skills. Can you give me one or two tips on what you do to help you stay organized? So then you're, you're starting to make a collection of ideas, and then you can turn them into your own habits. And some of the best uh, habits come from learning from other people. So you can surround yourself with other task-oriented people, kind of maybe even you would consider them your, um, your organization mentors. And you don't have to sit down with them and meet with them every week or anything, nothing like that. But if you can learn just a few nuggets of just powerful ideas to make them, turn them into habits of yourself, that can greatly increase your ability to avoid the shiny objects in your life. We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans. Each week, we talk about the curious things that people do. This show is for you when you're in the mood for unscripted, lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and just a smattering of psychology and information you can use. I promise we will make your day pass a little faster and put a smile on your face. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us, because no matter who you are, we all smell like human. Please follow the link in the show notes. Number five, the last one is to purge unused and unneeded items in your home and office. So purge them, get rid of them, throw them away. People with ADHD tend to collect things 
And then those things become piles, and the piles then keep stacking and collecting dust. So the mindset typically goes like this. Well, I may need this someday, therefore I'm going to put it in this pile. And then it, the pile turns into stuff that never goes anywhere. And then it just collects dust and it's just sitting there and it's just creating mess and a messy room or a messy house or a messy office really um, not only looks like you're organized, disorganized, but it's going to do something in your psyche and uh, it, it can cause you to feel disorganized and then helpless and you won't do anything. So this, my advice here and tip number five, purge, purge, and purge until it hurts. Get rid of anything that you have not used in the last mm, six months. So if you haven't used it in six months, you don't need it. In fact, if you haven't used it within six months, you probably forgot you even had it in the first place. And there's the same thing goes for e your email inbox. If you have a hundred, a thousand, thousands of unread emails in your inbox, why? <laughs> Are you ever going to go back and read them? No, but every day it gets piled up and piled up and he's, the number gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So I would encourage you to go to your your email uh, inbox and delete, or at the very least, put your unread emails into a folder that's in your email account. Um, so clean it up, purge it. Purging items that you no longer need will help you feel more free and organized. I'm telling you this works. So clean your room, clean your kitchen, clean your living room, clean your office, keep it organized. So I think once you feel better and you have a clean area again, you don't hang on to things that you don't need. So in other words, if you purge, if you get rid of everything, everything, you might feel, oh, this is great. Don't go back out and collect more stuff, right? So the idea of purging is not to make room for more stuff. The idea of purging is to get rid of stuff and just have a clean area. You don't need most of the stuff that's in your home. You just don't. I mean, think about when was the last time, uh, can you think of, let's say, five things that you haven't used in the last six months? I bet you can. Uh, so that means you need to purge them, get rid of them. So the five ADHD organization tips are write down your daily agenda. Write it down. Be, be specific, have a goal, and then cross it out when you're done. Number two, develop your inner coach. Get rid of your inner critic. Kick it out. Say, don't come back. Tip number three, read books about organization. Highlight. Jot down notes. Everything you can. Read, read, read. And specifically about books on organization. Number four, surround yourself with task-oriented people. People who might be able to be your, your organization uh, mentors. Uh, find out what they do and make it part of your, your own habits. And then number five, purge unused and unneeded needed items in your home and office. Get rid of stuff you don't need. Clean up your mess. Because if you can clean up your mess on the outside, you'll feel clean on the inside. And uh, that will help you stay organized.
So if you can identify with needing to stay organized, so if you're thinking, man, I really do need to be organized, then I want to challenge you to follow through with tip number one, starting today. So tip number one is to write down your daily agenda. So that's your challenge. So once you have mastered the first tip, move on to the second tip. And then once you master the second tip, go on to the third one and then so on and so forth. So in other words, don't feel like you have to do all five of these tips all at once. I would rather you master each tip one, uh, one thing at a time. And maybe it takes you a week to master it. That's fine. I'd rather you master each tip than to rush through and try to get all five of them done in one week. Uh, so it, especially if you're, you're hyperactive <laughs> and, and you want to get things done, you might be thinking, I want to do it right now. No, be patient. Just do one thing at a time. So before long, you'll be more organized and better prepared for work or school than ever before. And so do your best to avoid that shiny object syndrome and, and stay on task. And I know you can do it. So you, you're going to have to say no to certain things and yes to other things. And that means out with the negative and in with the positive to making that lifestyle change. It's, it's not that hard to do. And even somebody with ADHD can do this. So I know you can practice this. I know you can work on this. Keep listening to this episode. Write things down. Uh, you have to work at it. It's not going to come easily. Even professional athletes have to practice, right? And so you can't just say, I made it to the big leagues and then sit on the couch. No, you have to keep practicing. It's just like learning to be organized. Once you learn it, you still have to practice it. So I encourage you to work on these tips. Uh, if you're a person who does get distracted easily and, and, and follow that shiny object, just want to encourage you. You can change that. You can work on that if you really uh, work on these tips. Uh, and, and when you read, tip number three is read books about organization or tip number four, learn from other people who are task-oriented. Uh, you'll start to develop a portfolio, if you will, of these tips and these habits that you can start implementing in your life. And then who knows, you might be able to teach somebody else. Wouldn't that be cool? Uh, so I hope this helps. This episode helps. I, I really do appreciate you tuning in and, and listening. Uh, I, I would encourage you to re-listen to this episode again and, and pass it on to others. Uh, if this has been encouraging, I would love to hear from you. Uh, take it, get a shout out to me on Twitter. Uh, I'm on Twitter a lot uh, at John P. Cordray uh, on Twitter. And I do want to shout out to Bill. Thank you, Bill, for this uh, idea and this topic. And I want to point out, if you are listening to this and you have a topic that you would like me to talk about, I would love it. Let me know. Uh, I want to hear from you, and I will work on it. And uh, we'll go from there. Because if you have that same interest or a question, then I'm sure somebody else does as well. Uh, so again, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have a great day and we'll talk to you later. You have been listening to The John Cordray Show. Remember, your story isn't over yet. 
Together, we can break the stigma of mental health. Together, we can make a difference. Be sure to catch the next episode of The John Cordray Show. Until next time, stay in the green zone.